0: The following program is brought to you by Caltech.
1: So uh, it's a pleasure to introduce uh, Marco Tantardini, as I mentioned this morning. Uh, Marco, uh, uh, was part of your initial uh uh, formulation of this whole proposal that we made uh, to uh, khaki introduced the the concept to me and uh, helped uh, uh, contact many of the people who are who are here uh, and he's really been entrepreneuring this activity uh, uh, as an independent he's uh, um, worked in uh, uh, he's uh, uh, worked at the Planetary Society as a Planetary Society intern. Then he went up to Ames. I don't know what you were up at Ames, but I know I remember we, we worked him up at Ames uh, for a couple of months. And uh, he's gotten his master's uh, in, in astrodynamics with missions to Lagrange points, and has been working on the whole issue of uh, trajectories that uh, go to the Lagrange points. Uh, And he's in addition to that he's an entrepreneur starting a business in uh, jazz radio Uh, so uh, uh, But he's not going to talk about that now. He's going to talk about the uh, uh, low-energy trajectories to Lagrange points Thank you Lou, so good
0: afternoon Um, uh, So um, This workshop is about moving a small asteroid, and as Lou mentioned this morning, and as John mentioned this morning, uh, we're going to consider a different destination. Uh, A previous study at JPL considered uh, ISS as a potential final destination for uh, this small asteroid. But uh, from tomorrow on, we will discuss other destinations as Lagrange points. Uh, It could be Sun-Earth Lagrange points and Earth-Moon Lagrange points. And so during my presentation, I I will give a definition for those of us uh, that don't know what a Lagrange point is, of Lagrange points. Then uh, I will talk about orbits, about these Lagrange points, and the invariant manifolds uh, that are connected to orbits about these points. And that are the reason of these potential low energy trajectories. And then I will talk about why moving a small asteroid uh, to a Lagrange point of the Earth-Moon system or of the Sun-Earth system. And we, we'll have a brief overview of missions that have been sent from the Earth to Moon and Sun-Earth at Lagrange points. And then uh, I will uh, discuss some ideas that we'll discuss from tomorrow on about uh, trying to match pure low thrust as Damon discussed before with these low energy uh, trajectories, because the idea is that uh, if you use these low energy trajectories, you might uh, need uh, less energy uh, to move the asteroid to the final destination. So you might need uh, a smaller SCP systems, so smaller solar panels to to reach a final destination. Uh, so if you if you study uh, the motion of a, of a body about a central body, so like a spacecraft about the Earth or, or about the sun, you won't see the Lagrange points. So a, a simple model to, to, to have a definition of uh, what a Lagrange point is, is this so-called circular restricted free-body problem, where you have a, a massless body that is uh, moving in the field defined by two uh, main bodies that are orbiting about their common center of mass. Um, M1, for example, is the sun and M2 is uh, the Earth, and, or M1 is the Earth, and M2 is the Moon. And the third mass is massless in terms that uh, its mass is much smaller than the mass of M1 or M2. And so these are the equation of motions. And the Jacobi constant is an integral of motion, and it gives you an idea of the energy level. And so, for example, here. Uh, if you look at the, uh, of, of where the third body can move for its energy level, you have the so-called surfaces of field that define the boundary for the permissible motion of the third body in this field. So for a low energy level, high Jacobi constant, uh, the third body, so for example, our asteroid uh, or a spacecraft can move about, uh, let's say, the Sun or about the Earth or outside here or can move about the Earth, about the Moon, or outside there. And these lines are zero velocity curves, so if a spherical body is on this line, it has a zero velocity, and this is a forbidden region. So if you increase the energy level, or you decrease the Jacobi constant, this area here, this area here is going to collapse into a point, and this can be taken as a definition of L1, um, uh, that is, a point of equilibrium, because you have uh, zero velocity. And still, if you uh, decrease the Jacobi constant, you will have a point here, which is L2. If you keep decreasing, you have a point here, which is in the position of a counter, for example, for a center system, you have L3. And then you keep increasing the energy level, and you end up having this uh, situation where the spacecraft or the asteroid can move anywhere in the space defined by the two main bodies. So, for example, here if this is the Sun and this is the Earth, uh, these are the position of uh, the Lagrange point. So, L1 is in between the two uh, the two main bodies, L2 so is outside, and um, for example, in terms of distances. Uh, uh, L1 and L2 are about 1.5 million kilometers from the Earth. So one astronomical unit is about 100 times the distance L1 to the Earth. And if this is uh, the Earth and this is the Moon, the distance from the Moon to L1 is about 60,000 kilometers. Um, So um, as as I said, we want to move a small asteroid. Uh, If we move it to a Lagrange point, uh, it could become a potential destination for human exploration, and it's something that I will discuss later. Uh, But if you study the stability of these Lagrange points, the collinear ones are a point of unstable equilibrium, while these two are point of stable equilibrium. So if you put an object here, uh, it will stay there, but a small perturbation will take it away. Uh, from this position of equilibrium. But you can exploit the instability uh, to to have orbits that tend to uh, um, this, uh, this liberation point or even to orbits about uh, the, Lagre- the Lagrange point. So for example, here for the uh, Sun-Jupiter system, uh, I'm, he, the Jupiter is around here. Uh, this is the uh, forbidden region for a given energy level, and this is uh, an orbit about uh, the L2 uh, l- point of a Sun-Jupiter system. And so as you, as you can see here, if your object is in this tube, or in that tube, uh, this trajectory is to the orbit about this Lagrange point. So for example, for our asteroid return mission, if we manage to to insert this, the asteroid into this tube, then it will go naturally into an orbit about the selected Lagrange point. Uh, this is due to the fact that in the circular restricted three-body problem, the reference frame is rotating as the smaller uh, um, primary, uh, and so, for example, here this uh, system is rotating anti-clockwise. So an orbit here has a distance from the sun which is smaller. Than the distance, then yeah, the distance of the um, of Jupiter from the sun. So this is uh, faster, so it will tend uh, to the orbit here. This has a distance which is uh, bigger, so it, it is lower and it will tend here. And the same here. This is smaller, so it, it's faster. It goes away, and this is bigger, so it's slower and it goes away. Uh, so why moving? Uh, an asteroid to a Lagrange point? Uh, well, in terms of trajectory designs, uh, there are three parts. Uh, there's a robotic mission where uh, you, you, you launch a spacecraft from the Earth and you send it to an asteroid. Then we have to, to come up with a capture mechanism. And then there's a second leg where you move the asteroid to the final destination. And the, if you move it in, in, a, in a region that is appealing for a manned mission, Then you can have uh, a third uh, mission design uh, study, which is the trajectory design from the Earth to the the, the asteroid. So if you study here, for example, a classical human transfer uh, from uh, Leo, from an orbit of about 400 kilometers from the Earth, to uh, a Lagrange point, you will see that uh, the delta V to launch from the Earth to arrive in uh, L2, for example, of the Sun-Earth, uh, or to L2 of the Earth-Moon, or to L2 of the Earth-Moon, the first delta V is, is is about the same. So they want to leave the orbit about the Earth. Uh, but the delta V to, to stop in, uh, in Lagrange point, where we might put the small asteroid, uh, I- is different. And for Sun-Earth L2, uh, it is much smaller than uh, for Earth, Moon, L1 and L2. And so, for example, now uh, at NASA, uh, at least from as long as I know it's uh, worth what, what you can read also on papers and newspapers, uh, the goal is to send humans to an asteroid uh, by 2025, by 2030. And uh, and the mission should last uh, not more than uh, six months. And since, since we're going to, uh, to, uh, to such a long mission, there's a the constraining of having a target asteroid that should be at least 50 meters big. And so far, we have just found three asteroids, which have even just few windows. So we can go to 2009 OS 5, either in 2020 or in 2036, or in, to 1999 AO 10 in 2025, or to, in, uh, or to 2003 SM 84. In 2046, which is pretty far in time, uh, in six months. But if we manage to move uh, a small asteroid, uh, for example, to Earth l 2, to go there it takes about 40 days, uh, and and so the you know it will, t- for the full mission it will take about 80 days respect to 180 days, and since it's put in Earth l 2. Uh, you don't have constraints in terms of windows. You can go there uh, whenever you want, and keeping this small asteroid into Sun-Earth 2 or into an orbit about it, in terms of station keeping, is is very cheap. So if you manage to capture the asteroid and move it there, then keeping it in there is is pretty easy. Uh, so just. Uh, to give an overview of missions that so far have been flown to Libration points, the first one was the International sun Explorer 3 that was launched in 1978. And that might come back uh, to Sun-Earth L1 in 2014, if we perform some sort of maneuver. Uh, in 1995, a uh, uh, Solar and Heliospheric Observatory, has been sent into an orbit about L1. as ACE, for example, is about Sun-Earth L1. Uh, but all these missions so have been sent uh, from the Earth to a liberation point. What we are trying to do is to move an object that is in deep space it's in natural orbit to a Lagrange point, which is something different. So for example, this mission, Genesis, which was studied here at JPL and Caltech, uh, was the very first mission that was completely designed using uh, the so-called dynamical system theory. So here in principle, uh, so here, here you were using the invariant manifolds I talked about a few slides ago. So here, the, the spacecraft was launched from the Earth. and It was inserted into a trajectory which was tending naturally into an orbit about Sun-Earth-L1. Uh, and then, uh, using this instability, uh, the, the trajectory went into a, the unstable manifold that was passing about Sun-Earth-L2. And it had an orbit that was, uh, you know, colliding with the Earth, this was a sample return. So in principle, to perform all these maneuvers, you didn't need any extra delta V. There were, there were a bit of delta V just to perform, to perform some correction maneuvers. Uh, a mission to Sun-Earth-L2 has been the Wilkinson Microwave uh, Anisotopy Probe, and there are others uh, like Hirschman uh, Planck to Sun-Earth-L2, Wind and Grail are in Sun-Earth-L1. Uh, China has just moved uh, Changi-2 from uh, an orbit about the Moon to Sun-Earth-L2. Uh, Artemis is a, uh, is a mission two spacecraft, and they are both in Earth, Moon, L1, and L2. And the James Webb Space Telescope is planned to be launched into an orbit about Earth, L2. So as I was saying, um, in terms of trajectory design, uh, for the robotic mission to an asteroid, we can divide it into two parts, the leg from the Earth to the asteroid. And this is going to be studied and modeled and done, as Damon uh, discussed earlier. But for if we want to move the asteroid to a Lagrange point, then uh, probably we could uh, find a, a new uh, way of moving it. so not just pure low thrust, but uh, using these trajectories that tend naturally to the final destination. So here, for example, this is the sun, and this is the Earth. Uh, this is in. A, um, system that rotates uh, with the Earth about the Sun, anti-clockwise. So it, these bodies are fixed. And, uh, and so here, I picked the orbit about Sun-Earth-L2. I will zoom in a couple of slides. And so these are, this is, for example, the stable manifold of an orbit about Sun-Earth-L2. So if you manage to insert the asteroid in here, and you you manage even to make it match the energy level of these trajectories, then uh, the asteroid, so then you can turn off your uh, low thrust, your your propulsion system, and the asteroid will go naturally into your final destination. So per bounce, it takes one year for the Sun-Earth. So, you know, if you insert it here, then it takes one year. If you insert it there, it's two years, and there, three years. well, this is the unstable manifold, but so what if an asteroid, for example, is in this area when, we, when it has a close approach? So, for example, another uh, idea to capture it through these corridors is to use the stable manifolds that depart from L1. Well, in terms of manned mission, I, I forgot to, to say that before, uh, I think we prefer Sun Earth L2. Compared to Sun Earth L1, because uh, if you are in Sun Earth L1, there's a problem of communications and even for solar storms. So, Sun Earth L2 could be a better place, I think. But you can even capture this small asteroid uh, through this manifold to L1, and then you can just uh, use the heteroclinic connection between uh, an orbit about L1 and about L2 to move it naturally, just in a very efficient uh, way. in terms of energy. So th- this is a stable. Then you get here. Then with a small perturbation, you get into, you get into, into the uh, unstable, into the stable, and you are about Sun Earth L2. And for example, this is, uh, this is taken from the Artemis mission. So even here, you can see that there are connections between orbit about. This is for the Earth-Moon case, but it's the same. So about um, an orbit about L1, L2 you can very easily move from one to another one. And uh, so I, we have just seen how uh, the s- manifold, the stable manifolds look like. And, and potential targets that we are looking for probably have as even Don, you, Don showed this morning, and Damon showed just before me, because I think he was picking this one in 2009 BD, which is in a couple of slides. So the targets that we are looking for have a semi-major axis close to 1, eccentricity uh, close to 0, and an inclination close to, to 0 as well. So, and, and the manifolds are, so are here, are very, very close. Uh, so for example, here I just took September 27, but in 2020, when we might launch a mission, it be in 2020, 2025. Uh, so we will have to look to the, the, you know, the, the phase respect to the Earth. But from the moment, you know, we consider that at this date, we managed to capture the asteroid. So if we, you know, if we turn on, then, the low thrust, we could manage to, to insert the, this body, for example, 1991 VG, into the stable manifold. Then we'll take it, then, naturally into the orbit about the Lagrange point. And, and probably, so if, we, uh, if our target is a sun earth, a liberation point, um, since it's more energy efficient than taking an asteroid uh, into an Earth-Moon liberation point or into a smaller orbit above the Earth, uh, uh, we might have already few targets that could be moved for, with uh, 40 kilowatts of power. And maybe matching with uh, uh, these low-energy corridors, uh, we, for, you know, for a transfer time of five years, uh, we might even need uh, even a lower level of SCP. So, uh, and it's something that we will discuss from tomorrow on, and I think we will come up with some results by the end of the week. And here you see other other um, objects that could uh, be moved uh, using uh, these low-energy corridors. And so, combining low thrust with Marion Valley fault has been already studied, uh, but for a trajectory from the Earth to a Lagrange point, and especially for the Earth-Moon system, uh, so st- studying how to insert uh, sp- uh, an object, in this case an asteroid, through low thrust into the manifold uh, from deep space to a Lagrange point is something that is new, but we can definitely do it. So here, for example, Mingotti in 2006 uh, studied how to, you know, to, to launch a A spacecraft in in an orbit about the Moon, and here they put it into an orbit about uh, L2 of the Earth-Moon system, and well, you can even just perform, you know, a human transfer, the burn here, the burn here to stop. But uh, what they did was, from a GTO, you had a thrust arc, and instead of using pure, you know, just pure low thrust to go there, then you try to 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 arrive into the in a position where you match the state of the manifold with the right energy level. And then here, so with the blue, the blue line, is the thrust arc. Then you manage to reach the manifold. You turn off your engine. You have the right energy level. And so then, naturally, you go to, to, the, to the destination you are looking for. Of course, this technique is, is, uh, takes more time so instead of going to the moon in five days, it takes a few months, but you save propellant. and for our case, if, if the asteroid is close to, to the to the earth, so as I showed before, in, a, in one or two years, uh, the manifold can take it uh, back to the to the orbit about Sunville two. So just to conclude, uh, what is going to be discussed uh, with uh, Damon with Nathan Strange, with Pedro Lanos and others that will participate to this workshop from tomorrow morning. Uh, so an idea to, to move an asteroid to a Lagrange point is to, to, to try to look at a technique of matching low thrust with, with stable manifolds. And first we have to look to the Sun Earth uh, case because if you, move, if you put an, ast- an object into a Sun-Earth liberation point, th- th- then that is, that is a gate even for the Earth-Moon system. So, and, and this has been studied uh, even here at Caltech 10 years ago. So uh, then if, if the object is in Sun-Earth uh, liberation point, then if you want to move it to Earth-Moon liberation point, it's very straightforward. But as I showed before, probably for the man mission potential, Sun-Earth, L2 is more interesting, both because it will be a first step into deep space, it's even in terms of transfer time, something in between. Uh, the, what is proposed now of, of 180 days, because it's 80 days to go and come back. And, and so if, we, if you manage to, to combine low-frags with invariant manifolds, we might find that uh, uh, we already have targets that can make it, that we, that we can move. And maybe, you know, uh, you might need for a given target that you select, uh, you might need a smaller SCP system. So you might have a smaller space, smaller panels, and a mission that could be uh, simpler and cheaper. Thank you very much for listening.